0: Well, I sure appreciate those of you that are here tonight. And those of you that are watching via live stream, let me encourage you to do this. Don't, don't just observe the service. Participate with us tonight. Don't just observe. You've had, you've had time to get your Bible. And I don't know how you can go to church if, and participate in service online if, if you've not got your Bible. You've got to do that. So do this for me. I I know that you want to encourage your pastor. I know that you want to be a good church member. But more importantly, I know we want to please the Lord. So if you would tonight, I'm going to say a few things by way of introduction. And that's going to give you enough time, plenty of time, to get your tablet or your phone, your physical Bible, whatever it is that you use to read Scripture. Don't just listen to what I have to say. I'm nothing and I'm nobody. I can't give you anything, but the Bible can speak truth that's going to change your life. So if you would, do that for me. Get your Bible. And worship with us tonight. I want us to open our Bibles, if we would, to Romans chapter 10. We'll talk about our ministry at another time. I just want to get right into the preaching. I appreciated that message last night. It was I, I loved the passion of Brother Morris. I just, it came through. In about five minutes, my wife and I just sat and watched the screen, and we were just enthralled by the passion of that man for his people and for serving God. I want you to open your Bibles to Romans chapter number 10. And it's a custom for us in the Middle East, and it's a custom for us where where I go to church, and it make me comfortable. If you would, if you're physically able, would you join me in standing for the reading of God's Word? I'll not have you stand in long. Romans chapter 10, we're going to read verse 9 through verse number 15. Romans chapter 10, if you're at home, I encourage you to join us in standing. Don't remain seated. Stand in honor for the reading of God's Word. Romans 10, beginning of verse 9, and it says there, "...that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead..." Thou shalt be saved. You know, there, there's no caveat there. there. There's no if you do this or if you do that. The Bible just says, if you'll confess with your mouth, Jesus will have you. Anybody that wants him, Jesus wants that person. We're not Calvinists. We don't think that God picked this guy to go to heaven and this guy to go to hell. Anybody that wants him, God wants some. And Christian, I'll tell you tonight, anybody that wants in God's service, God wants that person. Verse number 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, not the preacher, not the church, not a person, not a man, for the scripture, our final authority, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. That means the promise he made on the cross, he kept in the resurrection and he will keep it now. Verse number 12, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard. Now shall they hear without a preacher. How shall they preach except they be sent as it is written. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. Bring glad tidings of good things. Father, Father, you know my My flaws, you know, the sins of my heart. You know that I'm not worthy to preach your word. But because of your grace and your mercy and your goodness, you promised me your Holy Spirit. And God, I need you tonight. I have nothing to give these people of myself. I just want to give them you. Father, we don't want it just to be about missions tonight. We want everything to be about you. We just want to lift you up. We want to honor you and glorify you. We want to please you tonight. We want to make you proud. Father, I need your Holy Spirit, and so does the church. Heritage Baptist Church needs you. Father, I can't preach without you, and they can't hear without you. And if you don't show up and meet with us tonight, Father, then all we did was tradition. All we did was religion. Nothing different than anybody else does. Father, we want to do something different tonight. We just want to open up our minds and our hearts to what you have to say. Father, make me a useful vessel. Father, if there's anything I've planned on saying you do not have me to say, Lord, please just remove me from the equation. I want to be your preacher tonight. I want to be an encouragement to your church and your pastor. Father, make me your servant tonight. I beg you, Lord. Make me the preacher that you would have me to be so that I can give the truth that you have for Heritage Baptist Church. We ask this. We beg you, Father, in your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I know I had you standing for a long time. I want to say a couple of things by, by way of introduction. I want us to look right now at verse number eleven through thirteen. And just by way of introduction, right here we see the message of missions and missionaries. And can I can I say this? Sometimes we get this idea that oh, missionaries are these special people, or they're they're amazing, or there's this and there's that. Do you know what a missionary is? A missionary is just a church member somewhere else. That's all that a missionary is. Say, so what's the difference between a missionary and a church member? Geography. That's it. That is the only difference. Well, what do missionaries do? What does Heritage Baptist Church do? That's what missionaries do. Well, what are you trying to do on that field? What's you're doing right here? There's no difference between a missionary and a church member except the place that they're serving. The gospel is the same. The God is the same. The message is the same. The end goal is the same. It's the same, Christian. It's not different. It's the same. Right here in verses 11 through 13, the same message you preach in your county and to your city and to your state is the same message that we want to preach in our country. It's the same message that we give. Oh, yeah, we may dress a little different when we do it. We may eat some different food when we do it. And maybe I'm not standing when I give the message. Maybe I'm sitting on the floor, culturally appropriate. But it's the same message. It's not different. What changes, Brother Matt, between where we are and the mission field? Nothing changes. It's the same God. It's the same message, it's the same Savior, and it's the same hope. Heritage Baptist Church right now, all across the United States, our country is going nuts. It's going insane. Say, Brother Matt, what's going on? They have no hope. Of course they're going crazy. They have no idea what's going to happen to them if they die. I'd be in the same boat. You'd be in the same boat if it weren't for Jesus Christ. You know what your city needs? And what your county needs and what our country needs is missionaries from this church going to this county, reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's all that's going to make a difference in my country over there. And that's all that's going to make a difference right here. Brother, I don't know why people have gone insane. Because they've got no Jesus. They've got no hope. If they die, there's nothing for them on the other side of that but an eternity in a devil's hell. It's a real place, Christian. Know why missions is so important because hell is a real place. The message of missions matters because hell is a real place. I want us to look. We've seen the message of missions. I want you to look in verse number 14 and verse number 15. Now, now, I'm just going to give you three points, and I'll be quick tonight. I pro- and I'm not giving you that as a preacher promise. I actually mean that. I will be quick tonight. I don't know how long Pastor Fong usually preaches, but a smart, a smart missionary will preach shorter than the pastor of the church so that the folks are happy to have him come back. So, so I promise you... I will keep it short tonight. A preacher, not a preacher short, a real short. We got verse 14 and verse 15 here. And what happens usually at most missions conferences, most Christians, they read through verse 14 and we nod and we like it and we agree with it, but we really focus on 15. And the Bible is written the way it is for a reason. The reason that verse 14 precedes verse 15 is because there are questions in verse 14 that every Christian needs to ask themselves before we ever get to verse number 15. We like 15. We like verse 15. It's a nice verse. It makes us feel good about what we do. But verse 14 is where the conviction comes in. And the first work of the Holy Spirit is conviction, not comfort. Verse number 14 and 15 is the method of missions. Look at verse 14. How then shall I call on him in whom they have not believed? How and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? My people need preachers. His people need preachers. Your city needs preachers. Our country needs preachers. Needs evangelists to go out and to win people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, verse 15 is important. It matters. That is part of what the local church does. And by the way, by the way, when I say missions, what I mean is church planting. Missions is not a soul winning program. It is a church planting movement. That is what missions is. We do soul winning as part of being in a local church. But church planting is what missions is about. That's why we are where we are. That's why each of these missionaries are going where they're going. Not just to see people saved. That's part of the job description. But what God is looking for, our church is to be planted. That's what God died for. The Lord loves his local church. He loves his local church. That's what missions is. That's what missions is. Everybody's praying. Look at verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? Everybody's praying for verse 15. Lord, send missionaries. The first prayer is not, Lord, will you send someone? The first prayer of the Bible-believing, surrendered child of God is not, Lord, who will you send? It is, Lord, is it me? Is it I? Are you going to send me? Young person, I was 14 years old. I I was 11 years old when God called me to preach. 11 years old. 14, when God called me to go to the country that we're in, 14 years old. And he never let me go. From 14 all the way through Bible college, God never let me go. Why? Because I'm special? No, because they need a preacher. Give you an example. Folks think missionaries are special. My dad used to tell me I was special. Then as I got older, I realized he didn't mean it the way that I thought he meant it all those years. And I've, seen, I've had some therapy and some counseling over that. So, And I'm doing my best to get beyond that. Do you know what a missionary does in the morning? I, now, Brother Wyatt, I'm not speaking for you. I hope it's you as well. We brush our teeth. Brother Wyatt, you brush, Brother Wyatt says he brushed his teeth. Now, I hope you do the same. I really do. We get dressed. And prior to going outside, I really hope you do the same thing. That's a blessing to your church and your pastor when the members go around dressed. That's good. You should do that. That's a blessing. That's good. What, what is that? We, missionaries are just people. Missionaries are just you, church. Just you. That's what a missionary is. Brother Matt, God could never call me. Yes, he could. Amen. Did you not hear that video? Brother Patrick, right? It was Brother Patrick. Brother Patrick came from a single parent home. All the odds stacked against that young man. All the odds stacked against him, God calls him. His wife, the odds are stacked even further. Her father was a drunk, a drug user. Oh, how could God use anybody like that? God loves using broken things. God likes taking broken things and shining his light through broken vessels. God likes using people. If he didn't, when he saved us, he would have just taken us to heaven. Aren't you glad that God likes the imperfect? Aren't you glad that God came to save the flawed and the sinner? If you're not, you have a misunderstanding of who and what we are. The message of missions is anybody can get in. The method of missions is preachers going and preaching the gospel to the end that we plant local churches. We have gotten away from this thing. We've become so, we've let the evangelicals influence our mind, and we become so, we're gonna grow the kingdom focused that we've completely lost the idea of the independent, autonomous, New Testament, biblical, independent local church. We're so family of God in this universal church focused. We've completely lost this idea that was given from Christ to the apostles, through Paul, to the Gentiles of the existing, visible, physical local church. That's missions. That's what you are, heritage. That's who you are. That's what you are. And God likes it when his visible, physical local churches reproduce themselves. God likes that. That's what the Lord's all about. Yes, he died to save sinners, and then he told the sinners to make local churches. This is not a deep message. I am not a deep preacher. I'm a loud preacher, but I'm not a deep preacher. This is a simple message. God said, do this. My job as a servant is to say, yes, Lord, I'll go. Your job as a servant is to say, Lord, I will go, and Lord, I will send. By the way, by the way, we give to missions, my wife and I. We are not simply recipients of missions programs. We give through the missions program of our local church. Why? Why? I'm supposed to be verse 14 and verse 15. By the way, Christian, so are you. God didn't call me overseas. He called you to those seas. Right outside those doors are a sea of people dying and going to hell. That's your sea, Christian. That is your overseas right there. You are not fulfilling the biblical principle of missions if we're only doing 15 and not verse 14. We got to evangelize, church. Got to do it. It's a method of missions. Title of the message tonight is Misconceptions About Missions. Let me give you three statements and then I will keep my promise to you and I'll be done. First misconception that we have about missions is number one, it's only for a few. Now, I don't know how much you read your Bible. I hope a lot. I hope you read it quite often. But if you've ever read Mark 16, 15, and Mark 28, 18, and 19, I hope you'll see there that that commission was not given to a single person. It was given to a group of people, not one, a group. And that constitutes a group of people, saved, born-again individuals would constitute a local church. So it is not the job of the individual to simply take that authority on himself, it is the job of the local church to call to commission the call to go and reach others with the gospel of Jesus Christ. This directive was handed down directly from the Lord to the church to the apostles. You know, we have we, we don't have in our country, we don't have any Jehovah's Witnesses. don't have any Mormons. And in the south of us, we have quite a few Pentecostals. And what Pentecostals like to talk about is apostolic succession. If you don't know what that means, you are not missing anything. It's not true. So don't worry about it. Don't Google it. Don't worry about it. You're not missing anything. It's just, it's not true. But if you want to take part in apostolic succession, you know what the apostles did? They started churches. So if you want to take part in apostolic succession, start churches. That's where it's at, Christian. That's where it's at, brother. That's where it's at, sister. Starting local churches. I know it's your heart. And I, and I, I, look, I'm not yelling at you because you don't know this. I'm just excited. I'm used to preaching in a different language and I get to preach in my own language and, and sometimes I just get a little excited about it. So you forgive me for that. Forgive me for that. I'm telling you, missions is not a soul winning program, Christian. You ought to soul win because you're a Christian. But we plant churches as a local church. That's what we do. That is what we do. They, they, they come as a package deal. You're not going to win people to Christ without the local church. And you're not going to have the local church if you're not winning people to Christ. You're not going to fulfill God's plan if we don't have verse 15, the enabling, with verse 14, the evangelist. We've got to have them both. And Christian, we are not just your evangelist. You are the evangelist of Heritage Baptist Church. You are the church planters of Heritage Baptist Church. Young man, See Brother Matt, God's moving on my heart. I think maybe God's calling me to preach. Can I tell you this, young man? God takes volunteers. God likes volunteers. Look, if God liked Peter, God will take you. <laughs> if God can use Peter, God can use it. The bar is not set high with the Apostle Peter. <laughs> Brother Matt, I just don't know if God could use me. It's not just for a few. It is for all of us. Number two, Misconceptions about missions. Number one, it's only for a few. It's not. It's for the local church. Number two, missions is narrow in its cultural scope. Now, you've got to understand, when I say this, this is a misconception. Missions is narrow in its cultural scope. I want you to go with me, if you would, to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts 1, 8. Let's go there. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It's, more important, it's important that you see this. If you're at home, you need to turn there. I know you may be able to quote it, but you ought to turn in your scripture. Turn in your Bible. Acts 1, 8. I'll read as you're turning there, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Right now, our nation is going nuts over issues of color and over issues of race and independent Baptists need to get back to this idea that Jesus Christ was not an American. He was a Jew. The first missionary was a cross-cultural missionary. And then the next one was the apostle Peter. Now, I granted, he didn't want to go, but God made him go to the Gentiles. Whether he wanted to or not, God sent him. So we had another Jew. And then we had a granddaddy of them all. We had a murdering Jew that decided to go to the Gentiles. Cross-cultural ministry is the heartbeat of God's love in his local church. We are so caught up in color and ethnicity that we have buried the idea of unity in Christ. We have allowed politics and the news media to define our church planting efforts. Whites to whites, blacks to blacks, browns to browns is not the Bible method. It is sinner reaching sinner. That's the Bible method. That's what God likes. That's what Jesus did for you. He came from a different culture, did he not? And he had a different color, didn't he? And he spoke a different language and he loved you enough that none of that mattered. We were more important than the cultural differences that separated us. I'm so tired of the racism and and, and the rampant prejudice in our independent Baptist churches. We ought to be bigger than that church. We ought to be bigger than that. All the world ought to be looking at independent Baptist churches and saying, how do they do it? How do they get along? They're all different. Their cultures don't match. Their backgrounds don't match. Their heritage is completely... How do they do it? They ought to see a difference in us. My people don't need to see an American missionary. My people need to see Jesus Christ. So does your town. So does your city. And young man, God could use you to do that very thing in my country. with My people... We are not enough. We are not enough for our country. We need, I'm glad God's called me. I wouldn't be anywhere else. I really. I wish I could be there tonight. Oh, man. I, I'm enjoying myself tonight. I really am, but I'd trade this in a heartbeat if I could be with them. You know where you're going when you die. They don't. My people need preachers. My people need missionaries. I know every field does, but I'm not on every field. I'm on mine. And since I'm preaching... I'm going to give you that pitch. My people need preachers, young man. My people need missionaries. Young lady, there are women dying and going to hell, heads covered and dressed modestly, and they're dying and going to hell because they don't know Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a different culture. Yeah, it's a different language. Yeah, it's different food. Yeah, sometimes it's hard. And guess what? God likes it. Didn't he come down here and eat our food? Didn't he come down here and speak our language? Didn't he come down here and sacrifice for us? Did he not set the example of missions and church planting for us? What in the world is holding us back? If it's race or if it's culture, you got to get beyond that, Christian. You got to get over that. The command of missions and the mandate of church planting is not one color to the rest or one ethnicity to the rest. The mandate of church planting is to be fulfilled by all believers. All believers. All believers. Misconceptions about missions, number one, that it's only for a few. It's not, it's for the entire local body. Number two, that missions is narrow in its cultural scope. It is not, it encompasses sinners. That means it encompasses all, for all have sinned. The last thing, number three, this is special to me. Missions is only for the talented. I take this one very personal because if it was, I could not be a missionary my father confirmed that after I found out what being special meant to my dad. See, Brother Haynes, I don't preach that well. Join the club. Join the club. Brother Haynes, I can't sing. Again, welcome to my club. Neither can I. When I sing, the Lord plugs his ears. That's how bad it is, Christian. So Brother Matt, what do you do? I sing anyway. I sing anyway. Brother Matt, what if I can't preach? It's not about your ability to deliver a message it's about the power of the message god's given you to deliver that's where the power comes in not because somebody is polished or because somebody is this or they've got this delivery or that delivery it's about the message christian and the message doesn't change from messenger to messenger it is jesus saves that's the message of missions the brother matt i'm shy these are the excuses of the self-focused christian you know why it is that so many young people are not surrendering their lives to go to missions because we are such a self-focused society i i i i i can't preach but i can't sing but i'm shy but i don't like this kind of food but i this but i that we are so self-focused we have become a group of independent baptists we've taken it from the evangelicals everything was so seeker sensitive and the church has become all oh, just about the people the people the people when did it stop being about the person of jesus christ That's what church is. That's what we're gathered here to do. Not just to fellowship, although that's great. Not just to see one another, although that's great. We are here surrounded around the person and I hope the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's missions. That's church planting. That's the message that you take. Young man, God will use you. God will use you. Can I give you some examples? We all want to be the Apostle Paul. Let's be honest. I want to be the Apostle Paul. That's who I want to be. Now, post-Saul, I don't want to kill anybody. I want to be Saul after he becomes Paul. That's the Paul I'm looking for. I mean, he was intellectual, wasn't he? Wasn't he brilliant? Wasn't he an incredible orator? I mean, he did put that one guy to sleep that fell out of the window and died. That's not a great thing. That's why you cut your messages short, gentlemen. That's why you cut those short. We all want to be Paul. I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, a deep intellectual man of God. But let's be real for just a minute. Let's be real. Aren't we mostly like Peter? If we'll be honest with ourselves. Now, maybe you're not. Maybe you have achieved a level of Christianity that I am still looking for. But i got to be honest with you. I'm more like Peter. And it drives me nuts. So, Brother Matt, what was wrong with Peter? He had the biggest mouth of all the 12. Every time he opened it, the Lord stuck his foot in it about kneecap deep. About every time. I mean, this is the guy that Jesus looked at him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. When the Savior of the universe calls you Satan, that's bad. If you didn't know, that was, that's bad. That's not a good thing to have your authority, your leadership say, you remind me of someone. That's not good. You're not doing something the right way. For Peter, it was opening his mouth. Peter got caught up in heresy, didn't he? Peter got caught up in heresy in the book of Acts. Paul came and had to help correct him. And yet, and yet, Young person, listen to me. God took an ignorant Jewish fisherman who was rough, who couldn't speak. Who Every time he opened his mouth, the Lord had to tell him, stop saying it that way. If you ever read the book of 1 Peter, the book of 2 Peter, that's written to me and you, Christian, to the Gentiles. He didn't like us. God used him to reach us. You and me, Gentile. You say, Brother Matt, can God use me? God use Peter, God use anybody. God can use anybody. God is not looking for the polished or the perfect. God is looking for the willing servant. That's what God's looking for. Christian, missions is not just for the talented. The call to missions and church planting is not about what the sinner can offer God, but about the salvation that God is offering to sinners. That is missions, that is church planting. That is the message that we take to the world, misconceptions about missions. It's only for a few. It's narrow in its cultural scope. You're going to have to forgive me. I know I'm Caucasian. I've been aware of that for a long time, by the way, just so you knew that. I've been aware of that a long time. I knew that the first time I went out in the sun and I looked, you know, like someone colored me red, and then I peeled for three weeks. It's uncomfortable being this white. I I tell you, it's uncomfortable. We are so divided in our nation, and it is bleeding over into our churches, and we're so consumed with politics, and we're so consumed with news media, and we swallow it, and we eat it up, and we watch it day after day after day, and then we show up to church and wonder, it is why God can't speak to us. God is looking for empty vessels, and we're showing up full of the world, full of it. Let me just be real with you for a second, church. There is not a news outlet out there that cares about your soul. Not a one. And I'm talking about all of them. Fox, CNN, MSNBC. All they want to do is sell you advertising, yet the power of God is available to the Christian for the asking. And we glut all week long on that stuff of the world that does not edify that isn't holy, that isn't righteous, that isn't godly, that speaks no hope. And then we show up to church, and when the pastor preaches or when the preacher preaches, we wonder why it is it seems like God's silent. God isn't silent. We stop listening. That's right. We're so overly informed that we're we are Christ poor, but but hey, we're informed, right? We're informed. I want to inform myself. Okay, start here. Start there. Stop looking at this through the eyes of that and start looking at that through the eyes of this. It'll break your heart for your own city. Brother Matt, you don't understand. My city's nuts. The whole world has been nuts since Adam. It's always been nuts, Christian. They need what we have. We don't need what they have. Tonight, there are people out there that are wondering what in the name of heaven you are doing in here on a Friday night. This is when you get ready to party. This is when you get ready to go out and drink. This is when you have you time, me time. They they don't understand what you're doing. Why are you gathered here? Why would you put yourself in that position? Why would you draw attention to yourself that way? And they only can see through the eyes of man. They have no concept of a group of people selflessly gathered to point the world to someone greater than them. That is missions. That is what we are doing here tonight. Missions is not just a whole bunch of people going around the world and preaching the gospel. Missions is what every single Christian is supposed to do from the moment they rise to the moment they sleep. It is not a command given to missionaries. Missions is not a command given to missionaries. It is a command given to the local church. That's what we are. That's what you are. It's only for the talented. I thank God that he loved us enough to put in the Bible things about our imperfect forebears. Peter was an incredible man, was he not? not? Was Peter not amazing? incredible and yet God put in there some of his flaws and some of his failings wasn't Paul an incredible man what a mighty giant of faith he was a butcher and a murderer aren't, aren't you glad we have a God that doesn't look for the perfect he just looks for the willing Christian tonight I don't know what you think about missions I have no idea what you think about missionaries I'm really more concerned about what you think about Jesus you're here tonight and you've received Christ as your savior you are by default a missionary and God has got a people for you maybe that people is here maybe that people is with us maybe that people is with brother Wyatt or brother Patrick or brother Morris God has got a people for you Christian missions is not a soul winning program it's a church planting movement Christian Get involved in missions.